This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Eric Stokeby Fourth Generation, Missouri Meerschaum, and the Scandinavian Tobacco Group. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo, and we've got a great episode for you guys today. So as you know, we were at the Chicago Pipe Show this year, had a wonderful time. Hopefully you enjoyed our, our massive, massive, like twice as long as normal uh, episode that we put out uh, containing a lot of talks that we had from you guys, a lot of talks that we had from listeners. It was such, so much fun. I'm really sorry to those that I was able to talk to that unfortunately didn't make the cut into the final episode. There was just so much, guys. Y'all are so awesome. Y'all are so giving to us and, and we just, we thank you so much. But we've got something to give to you today and that is a very special interview. Uh, at the Chicago Pipe Show, John David was able to sit down and talk with the master blender for Cornell and Deal. Uh, Mr. Jeremy Reeves. We're really excited about this. It's a wonderful, wonderful discussion, which also includes some uh, some teases as far as what's coming out of Cornell and Deal. Uh, I, I I can't say that it's an exclusive, but it's kind of like an exclusive. I don't know. You have to listen. Let me know what you think. Uh, one way or the other, we're really excited about it. Before we jump into that interview, though, I want to tell you about the sponsor for this week. I'm talking, of course, about Eric Stokeby, fourth generation. Guys, if you listened last episode, we actually had a great talk with Eric Stokeby. I was honestly, I was kind of all starry-eyed to be able to meet him. What a great guy. Just a really, really awesome person. And not only is he such a, a wonderful person to be around, somebody you want to be best friends with immediately, he is also somebody who makes some fantastic products. Guys, if you haven't checked it out, you need to check out the sponsor for this week, Eric Stokeby, 1931. Now, the Eric Stokeby 1931 pipes, as all of his pipes, are absolutely gorgeous. But not only does he have great pipes, he also has got a beautiful, beautiful tobacco to go along with this. In fact, this is the 1931 Eric Peters blend, and you got to check this out. As he says, this is the one. It's a perfect balance of Kentucky Burley and overripe Virginia tobacco blends with a small measure of black Cavendish. It's a navy flake and has a very, very full body smoke. It is a true flake pipe tobacco, and you're going to want to check it out. In fact, actually, if you go to his website at fourthgenerationtobacco.com, you can actually see a lot of his tins. And the cool thing about it is if you hover over them, uh, you can kind of see what the tobacco looks like. And you pull through, and you, of course, have this beautiful flake tobacco laid out there for you. Check it out. Of course, uh, Eric Stowe could be a, a giant in the industry, and, and we we're just so honored to have him as a sponsor for the show. So y'all check out his work and let him know you heard about it on Country Squire Radio. All right, guys, that said, let's go ahead and join JD in Chicago with Jeremy Reeves from Cornell and Deal. Coming to you from the Chicago Pipe Show on Sunday uh, morning of the show. This is May 1st, and uh, man, so excited this morning to have uh, guest Jeremy Reeves on board. Uh, it, is, it is Reeves, right? Yes, yeah, it is. Jeremy uh, is the uh, blender for Cornell and Deal. And uh, one of the uh, best pipe tobacco companies that we've ever had uh, at the Squire. We sell tons of their product and believe in them a lot. And uh, uh, just had some exciting stuff going on over there. So we wanted to kind of touch base with him and check in this morning and see uh, just just see what was kind of going on. So how are you this morning, Jeremy? Doing well, John David. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely, brother. What uh, have you have you made any stupid purchases this weekend while you've been here? Well, no. It's a funny story. I. Uh I actually had to go late night the night before my flight here to the bank to pull out cash because the ATMs here always run out. <laughs> but Imagine uh, that. <laughs> went to the bank, 
made a small withdrawal because uh, because my paycheck had not actually yeah. uh, cleared yet. And it got home, totally left the card in my car <laughs> from the trip to the bank and didn't realize it till I got to the airport. What a disaster, so, man. No, Golly. I, no ID, no debit card, nothing. It was all in one stack. A friend of mine who was wow. taking care of my cat saw wow. it in the front seat of my car. Thankfully, she had a key to the car, so yeah. she was able to overnight those things to me. But no, I have not been able to make any <laughs> stupid purchases. <laughs> any stupid purchases. Well, <laughs> and the funny thing, you know, being in your position uh, with Cornell and Deal, you haven't had a lot of time anyway. So That's true. Uh, man, I know your booth over there has been clobbered. You've got just your whole entire spread out which is uh which is exciting and uh of course uh cornell and deal in america is um distributed by the law dc is that is that right yeah yeah through law dc distribution group through law dc okay mm-hmm. which also does uh you know other brands like uh savinelli and uh and rossi lighters uh yeah rossi, yes. the lighters uh yeah and a, a lot of a lot of cool accessories so um man let's talk about you dude how, like how on earth did you did you get first into the pipe world, and then we'll kind of talk about your journey into blending. But uh, but what brought you to the pipe in the first place? Uh, actually, I was I was living here in Chicago. Yeah. And I was working at a cigar store called Blue Havana. And uh, after about a year there, I worked my way up to to manager, and just really found that I cottoned to the the not just not just tobacco. Um, but to the people that were drawn to tobacco, yeah, it was such yeah. a cool cross section, such a weird melting pot. Um, I I once saw a, and I've told this story other times, so those of you who have heard it before, I apologize. But <laughs> I, we had a regular customer who was a high-powered Chicago downtown lawyer. Yeah, fancy suits and you know briefcases cost more than my life. <laughs> And we had other customers who uh, were were certainly not in that kind of that kind of situation in life. And one of them was a guy who actually spared for change on the corner. Wow! And he would come in at around four o'clock every day and get like a two dollar stick. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the fancy downtown lawyer and his regular eighteen dollar stick happened to show up in our smoking lounge at the same time. Okay. That the spare for change guy was there enjoying his two dollar cigar, and they became friends through meeting that day in the smoke lounge, wow. where they started coordinating their times in the smoke lounge together. Isn't that powerful? Like, I, so what I when I realized this, when I realized that, like in in this really tangible and special way that goes beyond like politics and religion or anything, that tobacco yeah. could be yeah. unifying. That tobacco could could cause people to encounter one another as humans instead of the packaging and the stereotypes that we impose upon one another so that we can just keep on walking That's and get exactly through our right. day. Yeah. It was so cool, man, and I just thought, this is a place for me. This is this is something I'm it into. It kind of becomes this new common denominator, you know. Yeah. And, and so you'll have these folks from two, you know, polar opposite walks of life. I see it in the shop all the time. And, uh, you know, and but but and, and when their conversation dies down, maybe about uh, events in the world or, you know, what they're doing for their career or, you know, their family, when, when that conversation eventually fizzles like it always does, it always goes back to the pipe. And, and so you're like, well, what are you smoking? Or, oh, I've never seen a tamp that looks like that. Or uh, that's a blend I need to try or something like mm-hmm. that. So I'm with you, dude. It's, and, it's really beautiful. And what's to watch. really wonderful about that, too, is like you know, standing outside or, you know, even even sitting in the hotel lobby or something like you talk about the weather. 
It's really a dead end subject. Yeah. Yeah. I've purchased this pipe because it spoke to me and I'm smoking this tobacco because it 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 makes my day better. It's a part of my ritual. And when yeah. we're talking about those kinds of things, we are still in in a personal interaction and that is that is conversation that it is going to continue on to more life stuff that's whereas cool, when you're stuck talking about the weather that's really sort of the end of it right <laughs> that's pretty much it you know i mean whatever's happening Especially out there and as soon as yeah. you've summed that up like that's sort of the end of the conversation that's that's very true that's very true so man it sounds like tobacco and the the uh, kind of aura around it just tugged at your heart a little bit kind of that part that craves some connectivity and stuff it really did yeah that's cool so that's that's how the tobacco side of this happened yeah uh, i yeah. ended up going uh, after blue havana to work at yvonne reese okay okay uh, and of course, i worked at yvonne I worked, reese uh, probably the most storied pipe shop in america right here yes. in chicago yeah oldest oldest family-owned uh pipe shop in the united states yeah uh, I don't know what their anniversary is this year. When I worked there in 2005, it yeah. was their 150th anniversary. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, still the same register behind the counter. Wow. Yeah. Really, really cool place. If you have not been, please go. It's it's incredible. Um, when I when I started working at Yvonne Reese was really when Pipe clicked for me in in a way that that. I knew this is this is my jam. Yeah. yeah. Um, up to that point, I had dabbled in pipes, but I was predominantly cigars. Um, but that that was a real turning point for me. Uh, it was it was like I had already peeled back the curtain a little bit to see like this weird like niche, and then somebody <laughs> goes, "Hey, have you checked out this like super weird <laughs> sub corner?" Yeah, right. You know, it's a, behind another curtain here, right. and this is this is actually the place where I found a real fit. That's cool, isn't it? No. Uh, yeah, that's cool. So. But after after I left Yvonne Reese, um, I, I uh, actually took a job working at another place here in Chicago called Kuma's Corner. It was a restaurant. Okay. And uh, that started a long stint for me of working in restaurants. And uh, I've, I'd always cooked. I uh, grew up making cabinet surprise for every meal with yeah. my mother, you know, and yeah. she kind of taught me to cook that way. Like cabinet surprise, I have to remember that. I like what do that. we What do we have, and how do we make it taste good? And she wasn't talking to me in turn, you know, in strict like chef's terms. She yeah. wasn't talking to yeah. me about sodium and acid and and sugar, but she was talking to me about those concepts in her own way. And she taught me about using uh, using flavors and and flavor profiles that were out of the box in an attempt to use what you had available to you. And my mom really taught me a lot of how I think about flavor. Yeah, um, I, I, I see some uh, I see some implications for tobacco blending. <laughs> <laughs> I see that coming around. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's sort of how ending up ending up in in blending happened was yeah. that i uh, i had worked in tobacconists and I had, and i had worked in restaurants right and the the opportunity to do a bit of both there is a production aspect as well as a sharing like now not only do i get to share like here's a tin of something i purchased right. but i get to share with a much wider group of people Here's something that means something to me, and here's something that I think is really good, and 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 sharing that with the pipe community that's, that's is something awesome. that's really special. And, to me. and yeah, you, you get to put your spirit into each you know particular blend, and uh, you know leave your mark on it, and, and of course you know that 
that becomes part of you that goes out there, you mm-hmm. know. So, so you're giving that to other people. That's that's really cool. What, when did you? So, I mean, we're talking just about 11 years ago. You started at Yvonne Reese, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, I think you said 2005. Is that right? And then, uh, of course, uh, went into the restaurant world after that. But mm-hmm. uh, when did you start with Cornell and Deal? I started with Cornell and Deal about a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, when I got the job at Yvonne Reese was when I first became aware of Cornell and Deal. Yeah, that's so funny. And it, they quickly became my favorite blending house of yeah. anywhere in the world. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I, I had always been a and d fanboy. That's awesome. Um, but I, my... With, 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 with names like... You know, exhausted rooster and bow-legged bear. Like, how could you not be, man? It's, it's just incredible. That's right. That's right. I, I, I'm a big fan of exhausted rooster. I have to say, Me and Briar too. Fox. They're both. They're both fantastic. You know, I have a 2009-10 of exhausted rooster here with me at the show. I'll, you, fi- I'll fight you for it. Well. I'll, I'll certainly share some well, with you. Okay. We don't have to fight. <laughs> we, we can fight anyway, though, can't we? Well, yeah. I mean, that's fair. I know. That's fair. <laughs> I think I'd lose. Um, <laughs> so, so you started, Cornell and Deal brought you on board, and uh, and kind of tell us about your journey within the company and, uh, you know, what your position is now and, uh, you know, some of the stuff that you're you're working on. Sure. Um, when I started at Cornell and Deal, I had I had been working in customer service at Smoking Pipes. Yeah. When I took the job at Smoking Pipes, little did I know uh, that the merger that that Laudisi was working out with right. Cornell and Deal was happening right like then. Right so, then. Yeah. yeah. So, really exciting thing that kind of was dropped in your lap. Yeah. Yeah. So I started in customer service at Smoking Pipes, did that for a year, and then. And then it came to light that when when Cornell and Deal was to to relocate to to finalize the merger in a yeah. physical way, yeah, um, at the end of 2014, that Ted Connolly, the head blender, right. who had been doing this for 20 years, was not going to be relocating. At, at the age of 78, he was deciding to finally retire. Wow. They offered it to me, and I said absolutely. <laughs> and uh, so, with uh, without much without much downtime, I started traveling from Long South Carolina, right, which is where Laudisi's out of. Yes, right to Morganton, North Carolina, where Cornell and Deal was located. Had their lo- right, right to learn under under Ted and Chris Tarler and William Harbison and. Uh, and just, so just sitting at the feet of the masters, man. Yeah, so, that's so cool. <laughs> so I went and did that for for about six months, uh, two weeks there, two weeks in longs, two weeks there, two weeks in longs. And then uh, towards the end, when when we were really packing up the plant and getting ready to go, which was actually a year ago this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's right. Yeah. Um, I, I remember uh, right after the merger, I, I would order uh, Cornell and Dill tobacco. And, uh, and and a Savinelli pipe, and they would come in two uh, two different uh, you know packages or whatever. But now it's one package, and we yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Jumping in real quick to give a shout out to our sponsor Missouri Meerschaum for helping make this podcast happen. Of course, Missouri Meerschaum has some wonderful products. I'm talking this week about the Missouri Pride, a nice natural finish corn cob pipe. It's unlike any other pipe that we've actually had sponsor the show. So you need to check it out. It's the Missouri Pride. If you've got one, make sure you take a picture of yourself. We'll be retweeting it out this week. So let them know. Be sure to check them out. Corncobpipe.com, Missouri Meerschaum, wonderful company, wonderful products. We want to thank them for supporting the show, and we want to thank you for supporting them. Now let's get back to Jeremy Reeves and John David chatting it up in Chicago. 
Um, well, man, that's awesome. Tell us, tell us about kind of your vision for um, the the Jeremy Reeves tenure uh, at at Cornell deal. What are what are some of your passions? What are some things you'd like to see done in the in the near future? I as far as tobacco goes, obviously. <laughs> I want to continue the tradition that Craig and Patty started with Cornell and Deal of making really unique blends in small batches. Yeah. And and making things that would appeal to would appeal to this or that person in a special way and, and I, I like the idea that we have a bunch of blends that have their own little cult following and that really is they the, really do that really is the model of, of our business structure the problem comes in where you start keeping all of those things in a catalog <laughs> and now you know I mean we we have almost 300 blends yeah it's prolific yeah I, I, mean, I love looking through it seems like you know I've been in tobacco now for about five years and I every time I open the Cornell and Deal catalog I I find something I you know that I didn't even see before it's amazing <laughs> so that's the idea with things like small badge yeah of all right here here is a here is an opportunity for us to be really creative and to share something special that is a moment in time, like this momentary, this momentary opportunity to share in this particular, uh, this particular blend, and then it goes away. And then it's done. And yeah. it makes room for the next opportunity to do the same thing. So you kind of celebrate this, this special one-of-a-kind thing that has a, a moment in time, like you say, a, a, it's, it's, it's place in history, mm-hmm. and you enjoy it for what it is, mm-hmm. and, then, and then you get to look back on it and say, man, that was one of the best, you know? But, that's uh, right. And, 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 that's, and that's cool, and then you move on to the kind of the next, the next big thing. So, that's right. Yeah, tell us, I mean, is, that's kind of the idea with Small Batch, uh, uh, and tell us kind of uh, how that came about, and I, I have to say a lot of folks have come uh, by the table here and, and said, have you smelled this? And they open up a tin of, uh, a number 10, by the way, of your tobacco, and uh, and, uh, and and let me kind of get a like hint of it. sounds like you're talking about the beast. I, I, probably so, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've smelled smelled it, but uh, yeah, kind of tell us about how that, uh, how that concept came around. Well, it was sort of a collaborative effort between uh, between Ted Swearingen, uh, myself, Adam Davidson's ideas were taken into account here, uh, and and basically the business model that yeah. the Tarlers had had initially set in place, and we we really wanted to find a way that Cornell and uh, Cornell and Deal could continue to produce new things without ending up with a line of a thousand blends. Love that, yeah, yeah. So this was this was and I and I don't know how it is going to morph. It has already morphed some, and I'm sure that it will continue to. We've only done this twice, but um, I think I think that's the basic yeah. way that this came about was through. Okay, there's a lot of creativity here. There's a lot of passion, a lot of drive here, and there's a lot of excellent product here. Yeah, yeah. But how do we? How do we express that creativity, and how do we share share these ideas in a way that don't ultimately cripple our production as a brand? That's right. Yeah, because you've got the logistics to think about too. Absolutely. And, and the you know product. I mean, getting it out to your retailers and all that kind of stuff. Um, t- tell us about the current small batch. T- tell us about the iteration that we've got now. I, um, obviously, people are here at the Chicago Pipe Show are excited. Yes, uh, the beast is our second small batch okay. iteration um, inspired by the the Crowley blend of straight perique soaked in rum 
that uh, he smoked in an attempt to, uh, I think, reach an altered state of mind, shall we say. <laughs> it sounds like it would do uh, that. <laughs> and I, yeah, I can, I, can, I can speak from personal experience. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I, like, experienced other worlds or anything, but I certainly experienced uh, it, my, my moment in time there changed drastically. I'll say that. It, you will remember it for, yes. for quite a while. Right. Um, so based on this idea, but we wanted to... Uh, we wanted to tone it down enough that it would be approachable, and I really wanted to make something that was a huge Perique bomb yeah, yeah. that people would go, there's how much Perique in this? As they were smoking <laughs> it. And so... You nailed it, yeah. <laughs> we took 51% Perique. The reason for 51, by the way, is because we already make exclusive, which contains 50% Perique, yeah, so yeah. why rest on our laurels? No, this had, this <laughs> had to top that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so... 51% Barrique, a good a good hand of uh, dark-fired Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of our Red Virginia Cavendish that we made from a batch of, uh, of North Carolina-grown 2003 crop that is really exquisite. Yeah. Uh, and then a very special black Cavendish that we get from the Dominican Republic that is made from cigar leaf. Oh, wow. Okay. So okay. took these in in their proper proportions for the blend and which uh, you're going to tell us right now right <laughs> obviously step by step well, hold on, let me get my pen in my notebook right yeah. <laughs> put it into put it into tubs and soaked it in rum for wow. seven days wow um so that is that is the beast yeah um I am I am happy with the way that it turned out. I uh, I get a lot of comments about I can't believe there is 51% perique in this. Just this uh, spicy, complex, smooth though concoction. Yeah. Yes, but towards the end, usually people are like, okay, yeah, there might be 51% perique <laughs> in there, man. That's when they found uh, the beast. They're a little bleary-eyed, <laughs> and uh, you know I recommend having a glass of water. Handy. I recommend having a place that one might lie down. Handy. That's fantastic. Uh, right. You you want to smoke this on a full stomach? I'm yes. assuming. Right. Yes. Right. But it will sneak up on you. There was a. That's we, really great. We were smoking prototypes of the beast, and I had I had uh, worked on this with Ted Swearingen of of Ladisi. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so between the two of us, we had uh, seven different versions. Okay. Of the beast that we made. In I bet you you're worthless for a month. Like <laughs> <laughs> smoking all that puree. <laughs> Well, we did all of this in in one sitting. We uh, wow. we made seven seven different versions. Did did the soak and rum, you know, in in tins, and then set them all out with corn cob pipes for each one. Yeah, yeah. And then smoked all of them side by side. Oh, I like this one better. Okay, smoke this one against the next thing, and until you find something that knocks that one that you've been smoking out. And, by the time we were done, we had had to call in other folks because we didn't feel quite competent to make decisions anymore. <laughs> Sykes Wilford, who uh, I I have never seen I have never seen nicotine knock him out, but by the end of by the end of smoking through this tobacco with us, Sykes just was like, "I'm gonna go lay down now, guys." I, I have to like, I have to yeah. find a conference table somewhere. All to of just us spread went out. and just sat at our desks. By ourselves, thousand yard <laughs> stair style for like the last hour of work. It was just kind of like deer in headlights, kind of you know. Whoa! You're worthless for a week. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious, man. Golly, I, you know, I'm a Perique fan. I smoke a lot of it. Being close to Louisiana, we I, I, I kind of uh, adopt that as a part of my backyard. But um, 
you know, it's a uh, it, it, it's a tobacco that's not for everyone. It's you know loaded with vitamin N. Love that stuff. Mm. Um, but uh, it just has a an interesting um, vinegary, mm-hmm. sweet, peppery, spicy. Uh, I I don't know. It, it, it's very versatile, but a lot of blenders just have trouble with it because it can do so much you don't know what to do with it. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, Brick is such a chameleon product to work with too ah, really because is. in in really small increments, one or two percent or less than that, you might not even notice it. Even not, yeah, yeah. But it will it will bring out subtle characteristics of the tobaccos that you have used to spice with interesting perique yeah in larger doses its flavor profile just changes um so so dramatically and and it responds to leaf around it in in these really special ways that the the same batch of perique can come off as being stewed fruit or as being chili pepper or as being salty and vinegary it just depends on how you use it and with what you use it but the flavors that you get from it are just strikingly wildly weird and cool (laughs) and it's 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 its own animal it's a a challenge but it's its its own beast it's one that if you nail it's hard to beat a good perique blend i agree it's really hard so what what are your favorite blends like what is that kind of in your general wheelhouse bayou morning is one of my favorite virginia periques that stuff could take down an elephant man that's that stuff strong as well it is stout I really love it, uh, and and I actually prefer Bayou Morning, the the loose mixture over the Bayou Morning Flake, personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, with a glass of, of full-bodied red wine, okay, that is a really, really special, magnificent experience. That that sounds that sounds pretty magical. <laughs> um, something big though, Zinfandel. Something, uh, something heavy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, a, a well-aged Bordeaux, but. Um, is it because of the body of both of those, uh, the tobacco and the and the wine, or something about the spiciness of both? Or it is it, for me, it is about the interplay between the the rich leather notes and the the smoky uh, the smoky cherry tones and deep chocolate notes that you can get from a really big wine, and these same sort of these same sort of uh, fruity and spicy elements. In, in the smoke of Bayou yeah. Morning. Yeah. With the flake, it it really, when you press that with 25% Perique in there, every other, all the other tobaccos that are in that have the Perique just squished through them. And yeah. And it, it yeah. becomes a very Perique forward character. That's interesting. Um, so, so you like the loose cut. But it, the loose cut yeah. gives you this interplay between... The between the bright that is there and the stoved red Virginia and the unstoved red Virginia and that. the Perique, and and it is this wonderful. Now it's doing this. Now it's doing that. And that happens with with having a glass of wine as well. You know, as the wine aerates, yeah, you know, and yeah. changes through the course of a glass. Wine changes with you, and smoking a tobacco that also changes and morphs that way is just really wonderful. To why am I getting thirsty now? I I, I know it's ten <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Uh, but, there's nothing more uh, thirsty quenching yeah than, uh, it, it is sunday wine. maybe we could have communion and uh you know and and, and send up some burnt offerings here that's uh <laughs> that sounds pretty fantastic um man that is, that is so great yeah i i love the um finding pairings you know it's always kind of magical mm. when you're able to get those complexities and to to meet in just the right time and place um I haven't gotten a chance to yet, but I do think that Bijou might be really nice with yeah. the Nouveau Beaujolais. Okay, okay. Um, 
it might it might also be really nice with uh, with a cup of coffee in the morning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bijou is another of my favorites right now, and that's our brand new offering in the Cellar series. That's great. Uh, yeah, the Cellar series, um, which of course is a, has been a huge hit. Uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but the idea was these are these are designed to actually put back uh, mm-hmm. and age over time. Uh, and and you know a lot of folks. Uh, you know, like to do that anyway with the tobaccos they they buy. We seller and like to collect these sellers, and we compare our sellers like we compare other things. But sure, <laughs> uh, you know, it's uh, but but these are tobaccos that have been specially blended with that with kind of that concept in mind. Is that mm-hmm. right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Basically, we've put together blends that uh, had uh, had proportions of highly sugary leaf, um, naturally sugary leaf, and then proportions to work work within the context of the body of the blend that we wanted of Perique okay in okay. most cases to sort of act as a kickstarter for for that aging process interesting the anaerobic okay. fermentation that Perique goes through when it becomes exposed to air it just it just sort of does this other thing entirely and <laughs> i find that i find that Perique sort of works like a starter in like a sourdough yeah in a sourdough yeah. you know yeah. kind of it it causes things to happen in ways that it otherwise would not have. You know, it, it's fascinating to me uh, as a blender. Obviously, I you know, uh, being in a in a retail shop like the Country Squire, you know, I, I get experience blending, but it's on a much smaller scale. And at, at your level, you know, just hearing how you describe some of these processes, it's it's almost like you're a chemist and a and a baker at the same time, and a and a and a mad scientist alchemist, you know, it's just like all these uh, all these different combinations have to come together to make the perfect blend, uh, mm-hmm. moisture content and acidity and uh, the kind of things that you're uh, storing the tobacco in. And uh, it just, you know, each variable takes on uh, a real importance when you're mm-hmm. working with that much volume and, and, and the, the, you know, desire to get it super consistent. So um, I admire you, man. Uh, juggling all that is, is quite a quite a feat <laughs> well i have a wonderful team of folks and uh i'm i am lucky to get to work with those guys every day um and i also have a a wonderful a wonderful support group outside of cnd in laudisi yeah uh, yeah the the marketing and the uh just the like if I have a problem with our software, the ability for me to go to Sykes and say, "Hey, can you write this tool for me?" Interesting. Um, we have we have all sorts of really interesting ways that uh, that software works with yeah with our processes because it's not possible for me or anybody else to keep all of this in in their head it's just too much it is too much there are too many details there's too many you know well when when you make this blend this goes in first and then and then you stove this and then afterwards this goes on (laughs) you know what i mean like all of these little details if we don't have some some sort of way that is documented and is accessible to all of us right we would not be able to maintain any sort of consistency. That's we would amazing. not be able to keep track of which blend did what all the time. Yeah, but I mean, particularly know? for the, I mean, like we discussed earlier, the catalog of blends, I mean, 300 blends and that's all right. the, you know, uh, relevant ingredients that go into each one. And, um, you know, that's before you get to the small batch stuff, which is, um, you know, you might have an ingredient for a certain amount of time and then it's gone. And so, uh, and then you'll replace it with something else. So, um, okay, I have to ask, what is the 
It, it, tell me right now on air what will the next small batch be? <laughs> <laughs> How's that for pinning you down? <laughs> well, and no, I, uh, you don't have to answer that question. <laughs> I don't think that I can. Uh, I don't think that I can do that just just at this point. I can tell you that I know roughly what it will be, yeah. and I'm really excited. Can about you give it. us any hints at all? Virginia smokers, uh, be on the lookout. You had me at Virginia's. You had. <laughs> You had, you had me at Virginia's, man. I'm 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 very I'm very excited right now. My heart is very full. <laughs> How many tens uh, have you have y'all uh, made of the small batch tobaccos thus far? Like sure. a, for each for each iteration. So straight up English, we did 400 tens. Okay. Those sold in two hours. Yeah, and these are all hand numbered tens. Is that right? I mean, this uh, is actually straight up English. We we did not we did not do that. And, okay. Uh, we learned our lesson there with the, with yeah. the beasts. So from he, yeah. from here on, we will be we will be numbering the, the yeah. tens. That's great. With the beast, uh, you know, in keeping with the uh, the Crowley inspired idea, there we made seven hundred and seventy seven tens in reference to Lieber seven seven seven. Nice, nice. And uh, that's also the book where Crowley talks about soaking Perique in rum as a meditative aid. Wow. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we made 777 tens. Uh, on smoking pipes, they released 400 tens at noon day before yesterday, and it was gone in 40 minutes. Wow. Wow. Um, and all the rest of it had been sold to other retailers except for the 150 tens of that yeah. 777 ten run that we brought to Chicago. Brought to the show. All those sold yesterday in about two and a half hours here yeah. at the show. Yeah. So by, so by lunchtime, they were all gone. Yep. Yeah. So literally, there is there is no more beast to be had. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so that's how many we've that's done exciting, so far. Man. Well, I'm I mean, not sure what the next number will be, but I, as we're as we're seeing, people are responding to ever increasing numbers at this point. So it'll right. probably be bigger than 700. That's cool. There is there, you know, just from a business standpoint, though, there is there is some value to that scarcity. You know, everyone kind of rushes to it. It gets a, an that's exciting right. an exciting thing to build on. So, um, and I like the that romantic part of my spirit loves that you know idea where. You know, when you smoke it, you enjoy it for what it is and your time and place, and then it's it's gone. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of like you know, with McClellan, their Christmas cheer every year. You know, everyone kind of looks forward to it coming out. Or, uh, you know, I know Cornell and Deal, y'all have a really interesting blend that comes out every year that might be totally different. And it's you know, it's a one and it, it's it's there, and then you know, you enjoy it, and it's and it's it's in the history books. So mm-hmm. I, I like the concept of that. Yeah, we've done the same sort of thing with uh, the Christmas blend every year. Yeah. Um, and uh, then not quite the same thing the last two years with Mixture Monster because we used the same blend for the last two years. But okay. this year it will be different. Okay. Um, so I want uh, I want people to also be on the lookout for uh, coming coming news of the Christmas blend and of awesome. uh, Mixture Monster and Mixture Monster as well. Yeah. I love the tins, man. They, y'all have a lot of fun with your artwork. We yeah. really do. Which is which is we pretty really great. do. It's and it's so cool to be able to have a hand in that that aspect of the brand as well. Really? To, okay. Yes. Right, do you do art? Are you an artist? Or, I, I, mean, I I don't, but I I am included in you know we're looking at we're looking at uh, the the graphic design work that's that Calvin awesome. at uh, at Laudisi does and. 
oh, I think it should be this color. Or, no, this isn't quite the right the right concept here. I think we want to go this direction with yeah. it. And, yeah. You know, we're always, always trying to find ways to just push well, ourselves to do something cooler than the last time. And, and, and now that I think about it, you know, you've put all this time and, and heart and soul into putting, you know, this particular blend together. And it would be very inappropriate to not include the blender on the, on the art side because it's, you know, you're wanting to portray... Uh, to the smoker exactly kind of what you're going for and, and all and you know packaging is important whatever we say about it it, mm-hmm. it is and so you kind of get to uh, further the spirit of the product through that but um, but that's that's really exciting um, well man man great dude it's been so good to have you on um, same thank you so much yeah uh, Jeremy it's a pleasure man I'm glad we got to meet here in Chicago and um, I, I, I have to ask we always ask um, a guest that we have on if you could have one uh, bowl with a uh, famous pipe smoker in all of history uh who would it be who would you sit down and have a smoke with hmm probably gandalf i need to learn that like you know ship smoke ship that old blown ship through the uh, smoke ring trick yeah. yeah i need to learn that when you when you get on the um uh blending you know <laughs> when, when you come up with the perfect blend that uh you know can, can can sprout a ship let, let me know we can uh, collaborate on that some okay uh, Wonderful. yeah that, that'll work <laughs> man that's great well jeremy man, thank you so much man Absolutely. i hope you have a good rest of the trip and uh man godspeed uh good luck on all your on your ventures man we're uh, really excited about what you have going on well i'm really excited to to be working on all this and it's really cool to have gotten to hear about uh about how what we're doing also affects folks like you who are, yeah. who are in retail shops so yeah yeah, man, being on the front lines, we uh, we love all the excitement, so it's great. Man, Good. thank you for coming on. Thank you. Guys, we were so honored to be able to sit down with Jeremy Reeves and hear about what's going on at Cornell & Deal. Such a wonderful, wonderful company, and uh, you know, we know that uh, those of you out there who uh, have tried their tobaccos, you know, I mean, it's great quality, and it's so great to hear the voices that are actually making the products that you enjoy. I mean, that was probably one of the biggest benefits of Chicago is getting a chance to meet the people behind the products. You know, before we close out, I want to give a big shout out to our final sponsor for this week, which is STG, and specifically, the Peter Stokeby Luxury Bullseye Flake. Guys, we've been talking about Bullseye Flake for weeks and weeks and weeks, and so at this point, if you haven't tried it, what is wrong with you? This is the time. You should have already done this. Come on now. It's an absolutely gorgeous flake tobacco. You know, we talk about the fact that it's called bullseye and it's for a reason. If you've ever seen it, it's got that nice little bullseye look to it. Uh, some people refer to it as a po- poker chip and uh, yeah, some people refer to it as a pepperoni. It, Whatever your preference. One way or the other, it's a really, really awesome smoke. While we were in Chicago, we actually got a chance to, to pass it around. STG was so kind enough to uh, help equip our uh, big listener meetup with some great fine tobaccos and, and And that was certainly one that I know a lot of people were anxious to try. So be sure to give it a try. Let the good folks at STG know you appreciate them sponsoring the show. And guys, I think that's about going to do it for this week. So be sure to keep up with us, countrysquireradio.com, for all of our contact information. For those of you who love tuning into the live show, don't worry. We'll have a new live show heading your way on the 23rd. That's actually my birthday. Uh, I'm just now realizing this. So Country Squire Radio will return live on May 23rd uh, at countrysquireradio.com. Of course, in the meantime, we've got a great episode uh, scheduled for you next week as well, which I think you're really going to enjoy. So be sure to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, guys, let's go have a day.